This show brought to you by Circle of Seven Productions, www.cosproductions.com. Please be sure to subscribe and welcome to our circle. Hello, everybody. This is Patricia W. Fisher with a special Wednesday edition of Readers Entertainment Radio. And here in the United States, it is Thanksgiving tomorrow. And so I will be spending some time with my family, and I know that our guest will be as well. So please, uh, anybody who is spending time with their families, and what I mean by my family is the family that lives in my house right now. We're not traveling anywhere. We're staying home, lots of Zoom time, um, and to just kind of uh, kick back and relax a little bit for the holidays. And also, I hope everybody who is going to travel, please be safe on the roads. Please be safe where you go, Um, social distancing and wearing masks and all that stuff. Uh, Really, please be uh, careful. But to also highlight the day, um, the Australian firefighters calendar is having a special today. Um, So if you purchase any three calendars, you receive two Christmas envelopes and two reusable shopping bags. And the cool thing about the the Australian firefighters calendars this year is there is a a variety. So you've got, of course, the classic shirtless guys with cute, cute animals from rescue, um, rescue facilities all over Australia. But you also have one that's only the animals. And then you have one with the guys with their shirts on. So if you have someone that would love to support Australian firefighters, but maybe a little bit um, just, just isn't comfortable with a shirtless firefighter calendar, there's one with the animals only, and there's one with the guys with the shirts on. So if you go to Australian Firefighters calendar.com um, it is on there and you know those guys were fighting uh, just over just under a year ago those guys were fighting some major majorly wicked awful fires and so uh, we want to support them because they support a lot of charities in Australia so give them a shout Australian firefighterscalendar.com. Um, also, today we have a really cool guest. Her name is Tracy Kimmer, and Tracy loves coffee, popcorn, Drew Barrymore, and the movie Saving Silverman. She enjoys reading great books, of course, and writing realistic characters for you to enjoy. And when she listens to music, she prefers 80s and 90s music that she grew up on. And in a typical day, you'll find her writing at one of her favorite spots on the couch, the kitchen table, or her favorite hometown coffee shop. You can find her at her website, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Amazon. And she writes this great variety of books. Um, so welcome to the show today, Tracy Krimmer. How are you today, my dear? Good. How are you doing? I'm good. Thanks for meeting me on a Wednesday. I know that the day before Thanksgiving, it's like crazy, but um, we can kind of sit and talk about books and writing and all that stuff and all those wonderful, fabulous things that we both love. Well, let me tell you a secret here. Um <laughs> Day before Thanksgiving won't be too busy for me because my husband's the one who will do all the cooking. <laughs> oh, nice. So, <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, we're usually, we've usually traveled at this point. Um, we would go visit family. And, um, of course, this year we're staying home and uh, kind of basically secluding ourselves. But uh, a lot of Zoom calls tomorrow. And uh, I told the kids just to come up with the menu. So, um, yeah, like, we're just doing one, not doing we're doing one Zoom call tomorrow. That's all. Just one. Cause my, my parents don't um, they don't do technology at all. Oh. So, um, yeah. So I'm pretty much we're going to do one with my uh, sister-in-law and, and them uh, tomorrow. But usually that's where we are. We're usually at my sister-in-law's house. Um, but, yeah. yeah, we're staying home this year. So, yeah, 
I was laughing because there was, I, I don't remember how long ago it was, and I don't know if you got to see it, but there was a video of this couple, and I'd say they were probably in their 70s, and they'd gotten a new uh, computer, and they didn't realize they were recording themselves, um, <laughs> trying to figure out the computer. And um, the granddaughter found it. You know, they were like, we don't know. We couldn't figure out how to use it. It was like FaceTime or something, and they couldn't figure it out. And they're just sitting there just having the, the most fun. She's really trying to figure it out. He's flirting with her and, like, you know, like poking at her and saying all this saucy stuff. And she's like, oh, stop it. You know, it was just it was delightful. So <laughs> the granddaughter put it on the Internet. You know, I don't know if they oh, no. knew, you know. <laughs> See, my mom won't even try. She's like, I want nothing to do with it. Just, you know, she has a flip phone that she only uses when she only turns it on when she knows she needs to make a call or she's expecting one, you know, and mm-hmm. she does, she called her, her company and said, I don't want texting. Take it off my phone. Block it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, my dad a has a flip phone. Right. Yeah. My dad has a flip phone. We, we were surprised. You know, my, my dad is a great guy, but he's not real good at keeping track of stuff sometimes. And so when uh, they said they were going to get a phone, he was going to get a phone. I was like, well, okay, um, this is going to be interesting. And he's only lost it like twice. At one time he has, this, he always has pockets, you know, in the front of his shirts, he wears like these same shirts. Mm-hmm. And, um, he leaned yeah. over, they were on a boat and he leaned over and like the phone fell <gasps> in the water. Um, so, oh, no. but it was, but yeah, I but it's a flip phone. That, so. Yeah, but it's, he just has a flip phone. Um, and oh, then I remember when a, the kids were saying, you know, we call him Bumpo. It's like, Bumpo, why don't, why, why don't you text us? He's like, uh, uh, no. <laughs> no. But he's a big guy, so he's like, my fingers are too fat. Even if I wanted to, which he doesn't, um, it wouldn't make any sense because his fingers are too big. <laughs> I feel like I've got huge fingers, so I feel them. I understand. I'm always like my big thumbs are always hitting extra letters and stuff like that that don't need to be there. Whenever I text my friend, it always ends with the letter B for some reason. I'm like, I'm not calling you a name. It's just for some reason, it just always puts a B at the end. <laughs> Somewhere. There it is. Ta-da. Yeah. I use the, I use the, voice, um, the voice one quite a bit, but I always laugh about sometimes what it comes up with. You know, it's like, that's uh-huh. not, that's absolutely not <laughs> what I just said. And that's actually great for uh, dictating too, for writing. I do, I do that a lot, but sometimes trying to decipher what I said after I've dictated it, I'm like, wait, why did it think I said that? And I have no idea what I meant to write there because it did not interpret it correctly. <laughs> right. I have a, a good friend of mine, Jolene Navarro, um, and she drives quite a ways to and from work. Um, she's a teacher, and um, obviously with the pandemic, she's not been driving as much because they've been doing a lot of stuff uh, virtually, but um, she would mm-hmm. use dragon dictation. Um, yeah. And, and she said it wasn't exact, but, I mean, if she's driving 70 minutes each way, that's a lot right. of time in the car that she could be writing, you know. Um, exactly, yeah. So she's, it, it worked well enough, you know, when she mm-hmm. – I mean, so, I mean, definitely, but I always laugh about that because I have, in, I have a family members that are like, well, I don't know why anybody would be worried about doing like, um, there's a, a friend of mine has a, she's a stenographer. So she was talking about how after the, the federal government, so you have to have captions, closed caption. Um, mm-hmm. 
though the people that can type really quickly, um, they, you know, can put all the, the words in and, um, you know, the captions in. And um, I said that to, to a family member a couple of years ago. He's like, I don't know why, because computers are just going to take over everything. I'm just like, this is not <laughs> Skynet. <laughs> it's just not going to be that good. <laughs> right. You know, which, you know, I think adds fun characters to books, but there's, <laughs> you get to the point where you're like, it's not going to happen like that. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, well, yeah, well, family's fun. Um, so you, <laughs> so I love, I love your bio because you talk about, you know, popcorn and coffee and, and then Drew Barrymore. What, I mean, what about Drew Barrymore just, um, just makes you happy? She just always has. I always say that um, we're best friends. She just doesn't know it yet. Um, <laughs> and I was very happy to find out from um, a friend of mine that I'm actually only two degrees of separation from her. Wow, because, nice. Yeah, because my friend, Melissa, has a friend who works for the Drew Barrymore show, so she knows her. So I'm like, oh, cool. I'm only two degrees of separation from her now. That's awesome. <laughs> Wow. And she's like, yeah, but I'm only one. <laughs> but, That's um, right. Ever since, you know, I've read, like, her, her um, autobiography, Little Girl Lost, I read that so mm-hmm. much when I, when I was younger. And I just always loved her. Um, I've seen almost all of her movies. I know there's some I haven't seen because these days movies are popping out of nowhere that you're like, whoa, where did that come from? You know, and I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, you're like, oh. Um, like, even, like, the, the Santa Clarita diet, um, I know you know that show. It was yeah, on Netflix yeah. and it was, yeah. And it was so gory and gross. And I normally don't watch that kind of stuff. And I'm like, I have to watch it because she's in it. And I actually really <laughs> liked it. I just watched a lot of it with my eyes closed. Um, but yeah, just something about her. I just always, uh, you know, she's, she overcame so much, you know, as, as, a, as a child, uh, you know, in the industry and, you know, and, and addiction. And, and she's, she's just, you know, at least from what I see, she's become such a wonderful person. You never know. You know, you meet your celebrity, you know, favorite celebrities, and they turn out not to be as awesome as you thought they were. But, you know, I think right. that she would be. You know, she just she just seems like such a great person, and she just seems like so much fun. You know, like just yeah. somebody you just love to hang out with. She's Especially as an adult, she seems to have had a lot of uh, – and mm-hmm. without trying to sound, uh, I don't know, uh, earthy, I guess – um, is is uh, she just seems to have a lot of light positivity around her. She seems even mm-hmm, despite right. the, you know, all the crazy stuff that's happened in her life. Um, and that and that could easily be because she, like you, you know, you read the book and everything. It's quite chaotic as a child. So, um, right. she does definitely have some adaption skills that that a lot and of I people don't. I actually haven't seen her. I haven't seen her talk show yet because for some reason I use YouTube TV and every time I try to watch it, it says this show is not available to watch on here. I'm like, come on. So I haven't even seen her talk oh, wow. show yet. I probably could find it online. I probably should look. They probably have it like on her website or something to watch, you know? So I'm like, I don't even know right. where to watch it <laughs> because for some reason. Yeah, it could. And, and <laughs> sometimes they'll just take it. They'll have it in chunks. So sometimes you can yeah. like piece it together, piecemeal it together. Yeah. Um, right. I've done that. Like, oh, I don't want to watch the whole thing. I've done that with some right. Saturday Night Live yeah. sometimes because I just want right. to see, like, certain things. And so and I just want to see now the I feel old. weekend update. Right. <laughs> I don't want to I don't want to sit. Right. Every <laughs> once in a while, the, I mean, they'll have guests on that are really good, and then sometimes some of the skits are like, no. Um, but right. And, and that's, yeah. that's been forever. You know, that's not just now. Um, 
but yeah, there's, there's times that I want to watch the whole thing, uh, but it's not as much. I feel old in a way because I'm like, oh, I don't want to stay up that late. <laughs> oh my gosh. No, I'm in bed by 9.30 every night usually. <laughs> like, why? When did this happen? I used to just get, I know, get going I, at 10.30. I, know, I, can barely, I can barely remember like staying up until 2 in the morning. Like, what was that? <laughs> Like, what? What? How did I do this? Um, and, you know, and then you have the kids that are fighting to stay. No, I want to stay. No, no you don't. Um, I promise nothing will happen while you're sleeping. So We're always um, like, we know it's early, but you know what? We need our own time, so you need to go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's been a big one with um, the, the, not, it's not the lockdown, but I mean, you know, more, less social, less socialization and the school adjustment mm-hmm. and everything. I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it's like, a, when do I, when am I by myself? Let's see, wait, never. Right. <laughs> I know, not not since March 13th. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. Like, wait. Um, and it's, it's like, funny oh, because now. It's like, oh, you need to go to the post office. I'll go for you. Yeah, right. Oh, I'll go, wait, I'll go pick up groceries <laughs> from the curbside. Yeah. You got it. I'll do it. I don't yep. care. Uh, yeah. Let's take the long way home. Yeah. Um, yeah, right. So, yeah, it's. Yeah, like, oh no, yes, it took me three hours just waiting. Um, so yeah, but it's part of part of all this is the escapism, and then you have written some wonderful books to help people escape. And I'm looking at them, and you've got kind of like this lovely wide spectrum of choices um, in your in your library. So tell me, what was the catalyst that made you say, you know what, I'm going to write a book? Well. Ever since I was a little girl, um, it's all I've ever wanted to do. Um, okay. Probably, I think the first um, book, I guess you could say, I remember writing. So I filled an entire, what's, what, what are the notebooks, 70 pages usually, okay. right? Yeah. When they're like the 70 pages, so 140 pages probably. I wrote my first book, you could say, in um, probably third or fourth grade. Um, and I just, it's always just been a part of me. I've always written, you know, stories, poems, you know, I used to try to write song lyrics. It's just always been, um, a part of me. It's, I've never, I've never not wanted to write a book, you know? So, yeah. um, but I finally was like, you know what, with the whole, you know, with, with self-publishing now and stuff, it just, I was like, wow, this is something I actually like could do. You know, and if nobody reads it, great. You'd read it, awesome, you know, but I can actually physically hold a book with my name on it, you know, in my hands. Like, so it's just always been something I've wanted to do. So, and you mentioned self-publishing or, and and other people call it indie publishing, but um, it's, what were some of the things that you thought you knew about self-publishing and then you found out you didn't know? Oh, that's hard because I have to think back now, you know, how, so the first, the first um, one that I have pieces of it all, that would have been, I think that was 2014. Okay. And I would say the biggest thing is I didn't know how to properly um, fit it into, you know, um, not, I don't know, can't think of the word, categorize it. I don't think genreize it. Okay. <laughs> Um, right. So I, when that first book first came out, I was so excited. I loved it. 
And I was like, this is so unique because it was big during, um, you know, that was like around, I think with 50 Shades of Grey was big. And I was like, I, I like want the anti 50 Shades of Grey type book. So yeah. I wrote this book and um, I promoted it as a contemporary romance. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's not a contemporary romance at all. It's, it's a coming of age book. It does not have the typical happily ever after that you have to have in a romance, you know. So I got a lot of backlash from it. I put it on Goodreads for um, for review, and it was it was bad. And it, it's not, mm-hmm. and it wasn't that the book was bad. It's that I put it out to the wrong group of people. You know, it's like right. a contemporary romance, new adults. It wasn't though because the ending wasn't what they expected it to be. So that would probably be the biggest thing that I learned is is making sure you put it to the correct audience. So now I only advertise that as, you know, n- new adult coming of age, you know, not romance right. at all because it's not. Right. And if, for anyone listening, romance um, requires, and I don't care, <laughs> somebody will say, like Nicholas Sparks, you're like, no. Um, it's And I don't mean to pick on him, but it's, it's that's oh, a I love story. Never mind. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's it's a love story. Love stories are when you love, you find love, and it's lost, mm-hmm. like the movie Love Story. Um, romances are happily ever after, so an H E A um, at the end of the book, or an H E A for now, end of the book. Right. But it but right. it can't be, um, you know. Now you could you could put it at women's fiction, and, right. and um, I I don't do that, for and that's this a different book because one. of the age. Yeah, just because yeah. of the age, she's like 18. Um, but I do, um, some of my books I do put forth as women's fiction, you know, because they right. are for older, or or some of them are seasoned romance because they are older. So I've written from 18 to, you know, 42, you know, for yeah. my age range. Yeah, and I think that, you know, if, if anybody's going to do the self-pub, and I think a lot of people um, were like, oh, great, self-pub, I can just do that, it'll be easier. And um, in some ways, I guess it is because, you know, you mm-hmm. get to pick, you know, you get to really you know, put the book out there the way you want it and everything else. But then the other part of that is there's a lot of things that you need to know, like you're saying, um, make right. sure it's categorized correctly, formatted mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. Um, man, if anybody, if you're looking at uh, thinking of doing your own book and then you see the comments about people saying this book was horribly formatted, you will lose readers faster than anything. Mm-hmm. Um, they are not very patient with um, badly formatted books. Um, and then what else did you find? Did you find, um, I mean, just kind of the, the editing process? I mean, what was something that was a kind of a, a surprise to you? Um, I think what it, it's not still a surprise to me, but it's probably the most grueling process for me is, and it, I don't know how this sounds, I didn't know how many times I had to read my own book, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. like, you know, you, you, you write it, then you read it and make some changes. And then you're, oh, you want to get it ready before you send it to any beta readers before they come back at you and say, you know, this is great, but this all needs to change. Then you need to make those changes and you need to read it again. And it's like, by the time mm-hmm. it's done, and then, you know, you get the edits and then you're like, oh, now I got to go through it again. <laughs> like, I, you know, I love mm-hmm. my book, but my God, I'm sick of reading it, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I yeah. realized how much I'd be reading the same thing. And then at that time, 
for me at least, it gets difficult to go back and go, okay, where was this in the timeline? Even if I write it down, oh, I'm just right. like, you know, did that already happen? Because I feel like it already <laughs> happened. But it didn't because it's just that I've read it so many times. I know that it happens. You know, I'm like, yeah. oh, wait, no, I didn't get there yet. You know, it just it gets to be confusing, too. Yeah. And, you know, you have to. I mean, I'm not mentally organized enough to say, oh, yeah, that's right. So I'm, I'm literally, like, making notes to myself, scribbling mm-hmm. it down as I'm reading to make sure that I've, you know, check, check, check. Um, right. And, yeah, it's a lot. And so, sure, if, if you do self-pub, there's uh, there's freedom because you pick your release dates, you pick your covers, you pick yeah. all this other stuff, but you do everything. Um, and mm-hmm. uh, you and don't you have still a team have to, behind you. Right. Well, I mean, you can make a team. Like, you know, if you're talking about your beta readers sure. or you, know, you find someone to make right. sure that the editing's good. Um, but you're paying all that out of pocket, too. Right. Um, so, right. yeah, I mean, there's there's advantages to both, I, I think. Um, I'm just but, way too impatient yeah. to wait to wait for like, you know, oh, yeah, you know, to send out 3000 letters and get, you know, mm-hmm. 2999 rejections and then have to wait a whole year <laughs> after that for it to be published. I'm just I've never been a patient person. So that just doesn't right. work for me. <laughs> so the basic the basic takeaway from this, dear, dear listeners, is do your homework. Um, make sure that you put out a really quality book because I promise you readers are very hungry for material right now. But if you waste their time with a badly formatted or badly plotted book, you will not have any more readers. So, um, But Tracy didn't do that because she put out an amazing book. Um, and so you've got the uh, Unfortunate Fall is, is out. That's your most recent release, correct? Correct. Yeah. So tell me about that, this one. That, so it's actually the second book in what will be a four book series. Um, but each right. book is, it, it's based on a group of four friends. So each book is their own um, story. Um, they're, they're like a chick lit romance. Um, so I, I really, as you saw and heard from the intro, I really liked my eighties and my nineties. Oh yeah. So as a yeah, as a kid, I always liked to play that game Mash, the mansion, apartment, shack, house. And oh, for right, those who right. don't know, yeah, you'd write down, you know, on a piece of paper, you know, what your future job would be, what where you'd live, what type of car you'd have, and then you you know do something to cross everything out until you come up with your um your future, I guess you could say. So I wanted to right. write a book based upon that game. And that's how the first book, The Mashup Summer, came along. And then the second book, The Unfortunate Fall, um, I took the origami or paper uh, fortune tellers. Do you remember those? Oh, yeah. You'd write mm-hmm. things on the inside, and then you'd kind of do a weird I don't know, hand motion to kind of move. You'd count and spell words and move it till you came up with your fortune. So that's kind of how those how those two came about. And then the third book, I'm actually... My plan was to have it ready in December, but um, mm-hmm. I'm still writing it now because I took a I took a break, so it won't be out till next year um, now. But um, that's the charming winter, and that one I'm basing on. Um, remember those little like charms that you collect for bracelets? They were plastic. Oh yeah, and you you yeah. like little keychains, things you could attach. So I'm making them based, that one's based on on a bracelet like that. So kind of trying okay. to have a little fun with the '80s theme, and but they all take place in, in I'll say current time, 
I'm not including any type of COVID-related. It's like that's not existent in my books. <laughs> um, sure, so, sure. But it is written in the current time, you know, time period and in, in the current time, but it's all based upon things from the past. Okay. So it's called well, I mean, rewind, and I do love rewind. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's funny because the kids will be like, Mom, have you ever heard this song? And I'm like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, right? Um, and I was wearing a shirt the other day. It was the Beatles was on it. And um, th- my son said, Mom, when were the Beatles famous? And I was like, they've always been famous, honey. <laughs> and mm-hmm. he's like, Still oh, are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, we um, watched the it, American yeah. Music Awards the other day, and they had um, – they had like Velvet DeVoe was on and, and uh, they had um, Nelly on. And my son was like, this is just crazy. We're like, my, my husband's like, you need to sit down and I need to play you some music, you know, because he's like, this stuff they're making these days, you know. And now with the Fresh Prince being really big, he's like, I'm going to play you some Fresh Prince and DJ Jesse Jets, you know. <laughs> you know, because he's like, you need, you know, you think you're listening to like hip hop now. Let me. You know, let me show you. I said, just just be careful what you let him listen to. You know, I said, don't be bringing any like, you know, too live crew to this kid. You know, but <laughs> but yeah, right. Like, you know, no, is, we're gonna not yeah. do the song song. Is that we're not gonna do right? That. Yeah, not that one either. <laughs> but yeah, it's just, um, I just love everything about all that all that time period. You know, the eighties and the nineties. I just I I love it. Mm-hmm. You know, so I wanted I wanted to I guess bring it bring it to life somehow. Well, it was funny because my daughter, we showed them Goonies and and, um, a couple of, was it last Christmas, I think. And I'm watching, Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, wow, there was a lot of very colorful language in this PG movie. Um, Well, even even the part when he passed the rear view mirror and he puts it down so he can see down, um, see up the girl's tennis skirt. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay, I forgot that was in there. Right, and and it's interesting because I I look at them go, oh, this is also typical eighties um, movie, yeah. and <laughs> yeah. it it's like, and we were laughing about that last night because we were watching The Abyss, and um, the kids were watching. And there's a parts where like, okay, you know, close your eyes, but and there was uh, again, it's James Cameron in the eighties. We all know there's going to be enough, as my kids call them, sunshine words, and then um, <laughs> there's at least you know one boob shot and. I had totally forgotten about that. Um, and yeah. It's like, uh, and and we we don't go. Oh my god. We go. Uh, okay. Um, and the kids all just go. Uh, okay. Um, so, but it's interesting to watch because when we watch Goonies, my oldest kept saying, "Why does he have shorts on over his warm-ups? Why does this keep <laughs> happening?" You know, because James Brolin is running around, you know, with warm-ups and shorts on over his warm-ups. And yeah. that she just couldn't get through that. I'm like, well, it's cold, apparently, in Astoria um, or wherever they filmed. And, um, you know, it's just like, she's like, this makes no sense. And, well, then and you of course, I'm like, do. You, you, need to, you need to show her Jane Fonda. Yes. Right? Yes. Where they wear the tights with the swimsuit top or swimsuit. Oh, the, yes, that's right. And that's the leg right. warmers. <laughs> yes, of course. Well, unlike that movie Perfect, which I probably wouldn't show him because it's just absurd. Um, but I mean, the uh, yeah, the whole you know, and and everybody's hair looks so good. You know, you've been in, in aerobics <laughs> class for an hour, and um, mm-hmm. everyone looks just flawless. It's like no, right? That's not what happens. <laughs> oh, but it was funny for Goonies for James Brolin because I'm like, guys, that's Thanos. <laughs> 
and they're like, what? <laughs> My son's good at that. I can't, I'm actually, I'm actually terrible at that. Um, I'll be like, isn't that the person from my husband will go, don't even try. Cause you're just terrible at this. But my, my son's actually really good at that. But yeah, I know when they look at that, they're like, Oh, or they'll hear a song. Like we like to watch the Goldbergs. Have you seen that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we like that. And they'll be like, they'll hear a song on the radio. That's from the Goldbergs. I'm like, well, actually, no, that is a song from the eighties. And they used it in the Goldbergs because that takes place in the eighties. But the song yeah. is from the eighties. It's not from the Goldbergs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Yeah. We've watched Mixedish. Um, and yeah. a lot of the same, you know, it's like, oh yeah, I remember that. Oh yeah. You know, um, I haven't <laughs> gotten into that one. We watched, we watched Blackish, but I haven't gotten into Mixedish. I tried that one, but I didn't get into that one. Well, and it's interesting because I remember having, and it just didn't occur to me that it was within, you know, it was basically the first generation of kids after, um, Loving versus Virginia. And, mm-hmm. uh, in the sense of, you know, their their parents' marriages or unions were considered legal um, by U.S. standards, which was absurd, but in the sense of that it ever should have been illegal. Um, mm-hmm. But I just didn't even think about it. And I had I had friends of mine who had um, parents were interracial, and it just never mm-hmm. occurred to me if they'd be going through any sort of identity crisis. And I think part of that's because we're also narcissistic in middle school and high school. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't think it was probably anything any, anyone talked about, at least not with pe- other people who wouldn't understand it. Um, and so seeing that, I'm like, wow, of course my kids are like, okay. Like it makes, it's like, yeah. So she's from an interracial marriage. Okay. And I'm like, okay, but see, that's right. the point. Yeah. 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 Now, that that was the whole point. Is now you look at it and go, "Yep, those are her parents," and they're like, "Ah, oh, yes. Well, let's let's put some." I mean, historical it makes me it makes me happy yeah. when my kids when my kids see stuff like that, or like they see um, they'll see like um, like we have like Shit's Creek on for some reason, and they'll see like yes. you know David uh-huh. Patrick, like and it doesn't even phase them. I'm like, oh, that 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 makes me happy to know as like as a parent or whatever that they that they don't. They're, they don't see that. They're not bothered by that. That it's that they accept everything. But then you're like, wow, there's a lot they have to learn about how what it took to get there. Right. You know. Right. And I, they don't yeah. realize there was a struggle. Right. Well, and you know, my my son is in seventh grade, and in Texas, we do they do Texas history in seventh grade, and um, there's a lot of stuff in Texas history they don't teach. Um, about mm-hmm. why there was such a fight for independence and blah blah blah, and, and so thankfully my sister-in-law is, um, has a PhD in history, and so she's she and I have talked about it, and she's like, oh yeah, it was this and this and this. I'm like, oh okay, well let me you know fill the, fill in the gaps, and I mean like you're saying, in regarding, oh no, it wasn't the Goldbergs, it was the actual 80s. Is is parents filling in those gaps of mm-hmm. of information? You know, so our kids don't go out in the world and say, oh, yeah, this is this great song from the Goldbergs. And someone goes, no, <laughs> that's not how. <laughs> no. Um, so, so we've gotten, like, very deep in our conversation, which I absolutely adore. Yeah. Um, I know. It's fabulous. Um, but I also wanted to talk some more about your books. But you're also going to be part of the Holly Jolly Chicklet Hop. So tell me about this. So that's an annual thing through a, um, a group that I'm a part of on Facebook um, called Chicklet Chat 
headquarters. It's, it's, it's like I, I, I see it in my head, you know, but I never say it out loud. So I'm like, what how is it called again? Wait, um, and how many that's letters? That's a group, of, right? That's a group of, you know, chiclet, romance, rom-com, you know, writers, women's fiction. And we do have authors and, and bloggers and also um, just readers in the group. But every year mm-hmm. um, the the um, leader of the group, Tracy Bannister, she puts together, I mean, she, there's so much she does to put this together. It is just insane. And um, there's always like three big grand prizes and then every author has their own prizes. So every day um, there is a different, uh, there's like maybe six or seven or eight authors every day who are featured in, and then Mm -hmm. on their page, on their author page, they actually have the um, the giveaway that they're doing, and there's always whatever you have to do to enter it. And so you can win a prize on every author. You know, there's a chance to win. But then if you go to every author's, you know, page and comment and do their thing, and then you, you enter in on the main post for that day, all, all that week, mm-hmm. you have a chance to win one of the big, the big grand prizes, which is which is really big. So, like, I'm going to be giving away um, like an 80s, 90s themed pack. So a copy of the Mash of Summer. I have a Lisa Frank, you know, notebook. If you know Lisa Frank, um, mm-hmm. so she does the colorful, you know, the colorful animals and stuff. So everyone has a different thing that they're giving away. Some do gift cards, some do eBooks. It, it just all, you know, it depends. Some do, you know, soaps and lotions. It just, it just all depends. Um, and um, right. So that's going on. I'm I'm sorry I don't have the date in front of me right now, but it's the it's like the first week of December. It's, it, it ends on the 13th, I think. So it's right that week of of that week that it is. So um and I and, and I'm so unprepared. I don't have a link with me. Um, no, it's <laughs> okay. So Holly, it's December. Holly it's Jolly Jolly yeah, right. So the hashtag is Holly Jolly Hop, and it's December 7th through the 13th. And so you're going to have, like you're saying, yeah, you're going to have a ton of authors participating and and they'll have it all listed on the Facebook page and then authors will have it on there. So you'll have yours on there. And there's people like uh, Priscilla Olivetas and uh, Terry Wilson, who, you know, um, Terry Wilson's written some books for Hallmark and she's had uh, Unleashing Mr. Darcy. She's got that. Uh, series going and then she's and then there's plenty of others there's rich amui who does plenty of um uh romance um i'm sorry rom-coms and there's just i mean there's just a ton of authors there's kate o'keefe is in the group Mm -hmm. as well love her um Mm -hmm. and yeah and so i mean there's just if if you just kind of do a search uh nagin papin is in there. Uh, I mean, there's just this really wonderful wide variety of writers and, and people that want to get um, their books out and, and want to you know, find readers and, and basically help you escape for a little while. Um, but yeah, all, that should all be out there. Actual yeah. group. So there's an yeah. actual group called Holly Jolly. So the, everything, will, the event takes place in there. And then, it, and then every day it'll link out you know, list the authors and link out to their pages, you know, for you to go there and, 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 and enter to win their prizes. So it's, it's a lot of fun. It's, it's, it gets pretty crazy. It's a, it's a lot of fun. It is. And I mean, everybody, I think it's one of those things that we're just like, and this is why we do this, you know, as writers, you, you mm-hmm. want to be able to and get new readers and, and of course, thank readers that have been with you. So it, it makes them, it's just, it's just a lot of fun. It is crazy. You're right. It is a crazy, 
you know, five or six days. Um, but it is a lot of fun. So you've got this series, and you talked about the, the third book in um, your series, and now are you, have you, do you have an idea what you're going to do for your fourth? Because you mentioned it was going to be four. Yeah, I'm not sure yet. <laughs> <laughs> I go back. I, so, like, I... I just haven't decided what, because originally it was going to be all just like games. I'm like, you know, I can't really, what am I going to do? Like red light, green light, you know, like I can't think of something for that, you know, so that's where I came up with the bracelet. So I'm really trying to think of something that was like um, big in my life, you know, in the eighties or nineties that I can somehow, you know, incorporate. Like I thought like, even I could do like, maybe the magic eight ball or something like that. I thought Mad Libs would be cool, but then I thought, well, then you might be getting into copyright territory with the Mad Libs. Right. So I'm like, well, I probably can't do that. So I'm just trying to think of um, some fun ideas that I can do. Like I know the book is going to be Danny's book, so I know who it's based on. She's a photographer. So I've got Gwyth, you know, so I'm just, I'm just going to play mm-hmm. and see what I can come up with. I still got time. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. I'm just thinking about what you would do off the photographer angle. Like, she could see something through the lens. Well, there, um, well, there's yeah. like you know different things too, like Polaroids, or because that, mm-hmm. that was still somewhat of a thing, or you know the actual. Ooh, you know, what if you did film. a viewfinder? Oh, that'd be pretty crazy. Yeah, I'm write that down. That might be kind of fun. <laughs> and for people Do who a don't viewfinder. know what that is, right? <laughs> that for actually those of you who are not. All right. Yeah, that makes me think of an episode. Uh, we started watching Million Dollar Listing, and uh-huh. like we're like obsessed with it. We're we're on the we're on the last season that they just that they just finished. You know, we have to start that one yet. But there was actually an episode where the project wasn't finished yet. So I think it was um, Frederick. He he had he actually that's what he did. He put he put what the apartments would look like on a viewfinder, and the people who mm-hmm. came in would actually look at the viewfinder to see what the apartment was going to look like. I'm like, that's really cool. Oh, wow. <laughs> so that might work. Yeah, <laughs> that could work. I, you know, if you do, I, I just let me know so I can say, oh, I was there when she came up with that. So it's all well, good when she developed that idea. Acknowledgement. So, you know. Woohoo! That's exciting. <laughs> <laughs> it really, I mean, it is. It, some people think that it's not a big deal, but it is really sweet when someone says, and thank you so much, you know, Whoever. Always. always. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it it is because those are all the people that have helped you get to wherever you are. And even if it's something as small as thank you for making my coffee every morning or thank you for, you know, turning all the lights off at the end of the day, um, it it makes a difference. I mean, it's just, it's, well, you honestly it's all those can little find new authors that way, too, because you mm-hmm. you read it and you're like, oh, that I never heard of that author. That author helped them with this book. I like this book. Maybe I check out a book by that author. You know, so that happens, right. too. Yeah. I, and I think it makes it a little bit more personal. Like, you feel like you're really, um, like, supporting all these other people that mm-hmm. supported this person. Um, so you're talking about the degrees of separation, so two degrees away from yeah. this person. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of cool. Uh, it's, has there been anything that you haven't written about yet that you want to? That's kind of like one of those back burner projects. I mean, I, I have a lot. I mean, I actually have one book that I'm probably about three quarters of the way through that I just haven't even finished yet because I got, you know, I had I was writing it 
because I want to try the mash of summer, but I just wasn't feeling at the time. But then like it hit mm-hmm. me. So I'm like, okay, put this one down now, write this one, you know? So then it kind of went to the back burner and then I started working at it again when the unfortunate fall was with, was, you know, um, being edited. And then like I got the edits back. So then I put it back on the back burner. Um, I actually have a full outline ready for a suspense thriller, uh, romance mm-hmm. that I want to write. Um, what else? I have another, I, I have got another like contemporary romance started. So I've got a lot of ideas. I always like, I'll come up with an idea and then like I'll email it to myself. <laughs> so I don't forget and keep it unread until I write it somewhere. <laughs> uh, I know. Yeah. Yeah. So I've got, yeah. I've got a bunch of ideas. Yeah. It's just, it's never ending. You know, there's every once in a while when I'm falling asleep at night and um, I'll think, God, if I had a magic wand and I could just wave it and have all the stuff that I've written, half of stuff <laughs> the stories to just be finished like beautifully done and edited and it's like the most amazing stories it, it's you could still fill up a whole nother hard drive with ideas it right just, yeah it's endless right. yeah i mean I, i'm assuming that you have friends that go how do you come up with your ideas and it, you probably have just all sorts of, of notes and everything that you that you use a lot of times is honestly just a title um for me like that's usually what mm-hmm. starts it for me like a title hits me and I'm like oh okay well now how can I make that a book because I really love that title <laughs> right yeah I've done that before too it's like oh yeah that would be cool um well yeah. like um, it's, my it's book interesting yeah. for decades that came out of mm-hmm. I was watching I think it's called the other woman with um Cameron Diaz and she's like she says mm-hmm. literally been dating for decades I'm like that's a good title for a book <laughs> It's a good title for a book. Wow. So then I yeah, love it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, and then, you know, like if you see movies or whatever, you're like, oh, I wonder if, you know, that, that kind of thing. Yeah. The, the lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's a fun, it's a fun mindset, although it can be just as frustrating as it is fun to obviously be, always be thinking about another story or another twist to it. Right. <laughs> but yep. it keeps us sane, sort of. <laughs> <laughs> sort of. <laughs> so um, I really appreciate you being here today. This is amazing, and I am so yeah, looking forward for to having me. Absolutely, and the unfortunate fall, our rewind romance is out now. It's book two of her series. The first one is a mashup summer, and both are available on Amazon and every place else that you could uh, get your books. Mm-hmm. Um, and are you you're on BookBub as well? I am on BookBub, yes. Okay. And if you don't know about BookBub, um, it is a really cool centralized place for all of, if you're looking for really good deals, and then you can follow your authors, and they have all the formatting. So if you're more of a Kobo or a Nook person, you can link to um, the downloads for that. And it just, it always can send you out great deals and make you basically go broke because of all the really good deals and books that come out all the time. Um, and then authors get to like other authors. And so if you like mm-hmm. an author, like you're saying, you can go and look at another author. So, I mean, that's always fun and time well spent, I believe. So nice mm-hmm. bit of escapism. So, but thank you so much. And I hope that you guys stay safe and you can get your uh, stuff finished so we can have even more fabulous books for 2021. Right, well, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Have a happy Thanksgiving. Yep. You too, and please um, come back when you got you have your next books out, and we can talk some more. I'd love to. Thank you. Absolutely, and everybody listening, please stay safe when you travel or you're um, 
your social distancing with family and please wear your masks and wash your hands and that sort of thing. And please stay safe for the holidays. Um, and don't forget, uh, Tracy Krimmer is, was our guest today. You can find her at her website, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Amazon, as well as on uh, BookBub. And I will also have the information for the Holly Jolly Chicklet Hop and the write-up of the show. So all of that's in there. And then don't forget, the Australian Firefighters Calendar is out now, and they're special. Purchase any three calendars and receive two Christmas envelopes and two reusable shopping bags for free and support those guys because they were – They've had a, a pretty tough year, too, so um, help them out because they help tons of other charities. And thank you, everybody, for listening. This has been Patricia W. Fisher with Readers Entertainment Radio. This show brought to you by Circle of Seven Productions, www.cosproductions.com. Please be sure to subscribe and welcome to our circle. Ryan here and I have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.